Hello and welcome to the United Community Channel. My name is Jack and this is your latest Manchester United news. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Um, and it's good to be back. Another Monday and another Manchester United news show. Uh, it never stops, does it, uh, with Manchester United. But we've got plenty to talk about, as usual. Uh, some really, really big breaking news over the weekend. And Manchester United do have a new CEO. Uh, obviously, we spoke about it a little bit this morning on the, on the morning news show. Um, but it's a massive, massive uh, coup by Manchester United. So we'll talk about that. Uh, I want to talk about Dan Ashworth as well. Uh, obviously, Fabrizio Romano has been talking today uh, and he's basically been saying that Manchester United's next, uh, I suppose, potential employee uh, that they want to get in behind the scenes is Dan Ashworth. So we'll talk about him. Uh, I also want to talk about some of the ideas and some of the, I suppose, the, the snippets of information that Fabrizio Romano did have to say about Ineos today as well. Some quite interesting stuff there. Uh, and then we're going to talk transfers. Manchester United potentially looking to offload two wingers for £50 million each. We'll speak about that. Uh, we're going to talk as well about a rejected swap deal uh, between Manchester United and Another club, we'll put it down as another club for a right back. Um, and of course, the search goes on as well, guys, for a striker. Uh, Manchester United are looking to get a striker in, by all accounts, by the end of this uh, transfer window, more than likely going to be on loan. So we'll talk about that as well. And a little update on a centre-back. But as always, guys, I want it to be as interactive as possible. Get your comments and your thoughts into the live chat uh, and we'll go through any questions or any issues that you have. Uh, but before you do that, if you haven't already done so, take a second, hit the thumbs up button for me, uh, smash the like button. It helps the channel out an awful lot. Uh, and please do uh, hit the subscribe button if you're new to the channel as well. We're on the road to, I think we're nearly at 7,000 now. I think we're less than 100 away maybe than 7,000, trying to get to 10,000 before the end of the season. So help us out if you haven't already done so. But anyway, look, I want to jump straight into it. Uh, and we're going to talk about... Uh, Behind the scenes, more than anything else, Dan Ashworth. Uh, now, look, obviously, we spoke about it this morning in relation to, uh, you know, Man United having a new CEO, and I think it's absolutely fantastic. But supposedly, this man is the next candidate for Manchester United to come in and take the realm or the helm uh, of uh, sporting director, director of football, whatever you like to call it. Uh, Michael, thanks for the gifts. Much appreciated. But anyway, uh, Dan Ashworth, uh, according to Fabrizio Romano today, Manchester United and Ineos are working hard to find a way to bring Dan Ashworth to the club. They're really, really pushing uh, for this one. Uh, and look, what have we said over the uh, what have we said over the last you know, God knows how long now? But you know, we've been just asking for. Football people in the footballing roles at Manchester United. People with competence to be hired for whatever role it may be. And Manchester United are after doing that so far with the new CEO. Uh, and it does look like if we could get someone like Dan Ashworth, you know, we would continue that trend. Now there has been talks of Paul Mitchell as well and so on and so forth. Um, but... Yeah, look, either one I would be really, really happy with. Uh, Fabrizio uh, goes on to say as well, this is about Barada. Um, Manchester United and Ineos will meet Eric Ten Hag, but he will be 100% involved. So this is in relation to the kind of setup behind the scenes that we're going to be seeing with the new director of football. Uh, Omar Barada knows how to create something special, according to Romano. His model and vision uh, is so important for Manchester United. He already has the experience uh, he was crucial to the Man City board. He will help with the vision 
for present and future at Manchester United. So these are all positives, you know, coming through, uh, you know, from Jim Radcliffe, from, you know, Ineos, so on and so forth. Uh, the fact that, you know, Fabrizio Romano was talking about Eric Ten Hag being 100% involved kind of puts my mind at ease a little bit that they're not hopefully going to make a rash decision and and jump to the conclusion, that, you know, jump to the fact that they might actually sack Eric Ten Hag at the end of the season because I don't want that. I want Eric Ten Hag to be given the opportunity to try and succeed under this new structure that we've got. Um, but Omar Barada to Manchester United. I mean, even the way, even the way United um, announced the deal, it just it was it was like like Jim Radcliffe, Ineos. It was nearly like a it was like a dig at at the old Manchester United. You know the Glazers and. Ed Woodward and, and and these type types of guys, um, you know, they, they talked about putting football performances back at the core value and the center, you know, back at the heart of of Manchester United. Um, so yeah, I mean, it sounded to me anyway, at least uh, from Jim Radcliffe, nearly as a little dig to the Glazers and and to the old Manchester United, and I think it was nearly as if. Jim Radcliffe was saying, this is ours, man. This is our signing. We've made this decision, you know, to, to get uh, Omar Barada in. Uh, he's our appointment more than anything else. And uh, I, I, it's refreshing to see. It really, really is. Um, and long may it continue because it's been needed for so, so long now. Um, and, you know, I think if we can continue to make improvements like this, then absolutely fantastic. I'm all for it. Uh, let's see what people have to say in the chat. Get your comments in as well. Chris says, uh, let's get football people in to make football decisions. Um, let's see what everyone else is saying. Aaron says, does this mean Jim is serious for swapping uh, your um, your man from City? Yep, yeah, it's pretty much done and dusted. Uh, so it is, Aaron. Okay, we are United fans. We are great, says Chris. Uh, let's see. Danny says, Dan Ashworth would be a great signing for us uh, with the big job we have ahead of us. Uh, we need people like him. Uh, let's hope we can get him. And Collie says, uh, Jim's only been here a month uh, and look at the changes he's making. Hopefully he can eventually own all of the club. Well, I think the fact that, you know, we're hearing the likes of, you know, we're hearing Jim Radcliffe coming out talking about you know, the old regime and we want to put football back at the, the heart of Manchester United. I think, you know, these kinds of statements from Jim Radcliffe, you know, are proof alone that he wants to be full owner, whether that be three, four, five years down the line, whatever it may be. He's got a plan for full ownership at Manchester United. I really do think so. Uh, we we know some of the clauses that are in the, the you know, the 25% that he's buying that if the Glazers decide to sell up in full, he has first refusal on buying them shares. So um, I think the fact that, you know, you're, we're hearing these kind of, um, you know, I won't say victory statements, but we're hearing, you know, a lot of positivity and a lot of determination from them, you know, to say, we're here, this is how we're going to run things, we're going to get it right, 
you know, and for, for Manchester United fans, that's all we really want here, isn't it? Uh, ben says, a great bit of business early on and for the fans to see things are changing. Absolutely. Damien says, uh, Rio said that his mates from inside Man City can't believe we got him and he's absolutely top class. Well, we'll what we have to realise as well is uh, Man City have had their most successful period in the, in the club's history in the last four or five years. He's been, you know, absolutely pivotal to that. Uh, and he's also been at Barcelona during their most successful period in the club's history under Guardiola when, you know, that unbelievable team was assembled. So we've got a good we've got a good guy on our hands here. We really have. Uh, Oshin says, is it true that Radcliffe only signed 18-month contracts and Glazers can get rid? There is something on that, uh, Oshin, but I don't think it's as... I don't think it's as detrimental as that. I think uh, what can happen is um, the Glazers have the option to sell. So basically what it means is the Glazers cannot sell the club for the first 18 months. And after that, I think, is it two years? Or they can only sell a certain amount of their shares then for another a further 12 months after that. So basically what it means is after 18 months, the Glazers can sell to whoever they want, you know. And if they decide to sell up in full, Jim Radcliffe is a bit snookered. Um, but like we said previously, he does have first refusal uh, on whatever shares the Glazers are buying, um, I think, or something along them lines, whether the Glazers have to accept it or not. We spoke about this last week, that basically all of the uh, all of the cards basically are still in the Glazers' hands. And, if, and, and why wouldn't they be? You know, because they're obviously the majority shareholder and they, they want to be in control. They don't want Jim Ratcliffe coming in and pulling the rug out from underneath them, basically. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I, there's a pathway there to full ownership for Jim Ratcliffe. That's the main issue that we're, you know, we're talking about. And that's what we should be focusing on, which is a good thing. You know, he's not going to be coming in and buying 25, potentially 28% of Manchester United just for the Glazers to pull the rug out from underneath him in, in 18 months' time. It's not going to happen. And... I mean, the Glazers are not foolish either. If they see Jim Ratcliffe coming in as part of the, you know, taking over the football side, improving that, it's been proven time and time again. If you get things right on the pitch, the money and the revenue that the club can generate will follow suit. And that means the price of your of your club improves. Uh, so the Glazers are not silly. They're going to see what Jim Ratcliffe is all about. They're going to hope that he can make an improvement on the football side of things. And they're just going to go, right, lovely. Well, we can, you know, we can keep taking dividends out. I don't think they can take dividends out for the first three years, I think. Um, but again, if they decide to sell in three, four, five, six years time, and Radcliffe is after having three or four real successful seasons, then the club value is only going to increase. Um, Dex says a total reset of the whole club is needed. Well, it's happening. It's happening. Uh, Ricey says, sounds like a right mess. It's not. It's it's just going to be a long process. Uh, Funny says, do you think Sir Jim Radcliffe is that stupid? Uh, Billy says, who's going to be uh, who's going to be in charge of the signings? Radcliffe and the, the structure that he's putting in place. Uh, and Andy says, uh, are they delaying selling the club to reduce their tax bill? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Um, did you lose power last night? No, I didn't. Uh, Oshin says, any concerns about the Prem charges uh, and this guy coming in? So, yeah, we mentioned it this morning that the Times 
uh, done an article on this guy, uh, and basically they said uh, that uh, he had nothing really got to do with the with the with the charges in terms of um, it's like cooking the books, inflating um, figures that are the revenue that the club is generating. It wasn't his side of the business at all. His side was his part. His job title was basically uh, structuring a football side and and you know getting players in and you know contracts and so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, the, I mean the Times Sport done an article on him, basically saying Man United don't have to worry uh, because he didn't have anything to do with with that side of the business with Man City. So and look, Jim Radcliffe is not is not silly either. He's not going to be going hiring this guy if. He's got some major implications above him uh, around these 115 charges as well. So uh, it, it does look like uh, that, that's put to rest. And, and happily, uh, it, it's put to rest, uh, you know, nice and early, uh, thank, thankfully. Danny says, uh, look at everything Sir Jim Radcliffe has done uh, in his so, in his short time at the club, which is great. So many changes. Uh, he's done more uh, in his short time than the Glazers have in the last 10 years. The last... 20 years, Danny. Yep, yeah, I agree. Um, it goes on to say then, Fabrizio Romano was, was, had a lot to say today as well. And this is another one that I was really, really happy with. Um, the new board will not allow non-performing players to stay at the club for several years. Omar Barada feels uh, that players have to perform or leave the club within one to two years. Now, this is massive for Manchester United because we know, and we're currently going through it at the moment, we're not able to get players off the books. Your Anthony Martial's, your Jaden Sancho's going out on loan, um, so on and so forth. We, we couldn't sell Harry Maguire, Scott McTominay in the summer. They all decided to stay. Uh, so this all sounds really, really positive. Uh, and it's something, sorry, let me put it up on the screen for you. And it's something that... Um, that is needed massively at Manchester United. It really is. Um, I think the fact that, you know, United have been held hostage. Well, held hostage is probably a little bit of a uh, an unfair statement because Manchester United gave players these contracts. Now, I think Manchester United are going to be a lot smarter in the future when it comes to just dishing out willy-nilly contracts to players. You know, I think players should... And I think will in the future have to really earn a contract uh, for playing for the club. Uh, and rightly so, because, you know, we haven't been smart even in our negotiating new deals for players. Like we look at Marcus Rashford. And I know we mentioned this a few weeks ago. But you look at Marcus Rashford, you know, had a 30 goal season last year. He gets 375 grand a week on the back of it and has done nothing since. Um Manchester United's power play should have been 12 months earlier when Marcus Rashford was coming off at the back of a really bad season with a back injury. Uh, and Manchester United probably would have got him for 250 a week, you know. Um, so it's all about being smart in terms of your negotiating as well. So let's hope that's what the likes of Barada, the likes of Jim Radcliffe, the likes of Dan Ashworth, if, if he's to come in, um, can be really smart with. Because we would have tied Marcus Rashford down to a new four or five year contract 12 months earlier on probably 150 grand, 125 grand cheaper um, by just having a little bit of faith in him and backing him. Now, uh, was that justified uh, at the time? Probably not. But I think allowing players to go into the final year of the contract is something that we cannot allow to happen anymore. Uh, you know, and this one to two year uh, performance kind of, threshold that players have 
is something. Um, if that's the case, Anthony is gone in the summer, you know, um, and rightly so. And I think the fans pick up on that very quickly. You know, Anthony, this is Anthony's second season now. He's done basically nothing. He scored against Barcelona. That's the highlight of it. Um, and yeah, I think we should cut our ties. We're going to get on and talk about Anthony in a few minutes, uh, nonetheless. But, you know, Allowing players to go into the final year of their contract is something we shouldn't be doing. We should be saying with two years left, either you sign a contract extension or we're selling you. End of story. Uh, because that way you're protecting your asset, uh, you're protecting the club, uh, and you're protecting the manager as well. Because, again, the manager has to get the best out of these players week in, week out. And if they've got contract negotiations hanging over their heads, I know they've got a lot of intermediaries to do all these for them, but you can't tell me it doesn't affect players when, you know, they haven't been offered a new contract. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the fact that we're seeing these, again, really positive things coming out about coming out of Manchester United is, is something uh, I'm really happy with. Um, Sky Sports have also been talking about it as well. And they talk about Barada. They said before he officially begins his role, he will be kept informed about any recruitment position within the administration at Manchester United that Ineos will make. So that's basically your director of football, if you're bringing in a technical director, whatever it may be. It looks like this guy is going to be overseeing everything alongside the likes of maybe David Brailsford, uh, if Dan Ashworth comes in underneath him, or Paul Mitchell, whoever that may be. In no time, literally in no time, Man United have got a structure that we have been begging for for 15 years. Well, for 10 years at least at Manchester United. We've got a CEO who's, you know, capable and, and you know, the best in class. We've heard this an awful lot. Man United should be appointing the best in class. We've got that now with a CEO. Dave Brailsford is obviously the, the link between Sir Jim Radcliffe and maybe... Omar Barada, uh, but we know that uh, Dave Brailsford is, you know, meticulous when it comes to marginal gains. And if we bring in a director of football, it, whether it be Dan Ashworth, whether it be, you know, um, uh, Paul Mitchell, it's, it's, it's so, it's just such a breath of fresh air uh, for Manchester United fans now and the club to have this structure literally Overnight, you know, it's literally overnight. Jim Radcliffe hasn't even been ratified yet to own 25% of Manchester United. And he's getting these guys in place already. And the fact that we're after getting Omar Barada, I mean, is Dan Ashworth now going, this is something I could get involved in here. You know, this this is going in the right direction. I think we can, we can really do something here. You know, Dave Brailsford, Omar Barada, Dan Ashworth, and then Eric Ten Hag, hopefully given a chance to to work under these guys with a proper club and, and being run correctly. Um, I'm excited. I, I I can't lie, I'm excited. Now, it, it will take time, but I'm excited. I have to be, you know, and, and everyone else should be. Um, Aaron says, not to be a downer, but what happens when he passes away? I, I don't know, to be honest. I'm sure he will have that in his... Uh, in his contract or whatever it may be. Uh, ben says, uh, that's music to our ears. Uh, if you're not good enough, get gone. Absolutely. Uh, Oshin says, uh, will that be enforceable contract law, etc.? Obviously only applies to future contracts, I'm assuming. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure there are certain things that Manchester United will be putting in place now for future contracts. 
we've been saying this a long time though, haven't we? It's going to take time to clear out the deadwood. Uh, it really is. And, uh, you know, whether that be one year, two year, three years, you know, Martial, Jaden Sancho, Maguire, McTominay, these types of players. It, it, now, we, we might have a summer transfer window where we go, right, McTominay, you're out. Maguire, you're out. Sancho is gone. And Anthony is gone. And Martial's contract is up anyway. And it might take, it might it might be that quick. And we go, what? We've, like, we've literally stripped the whole squad of the Deadwood. Um, and... Now, that does mean you have to go out and buy players, you know, which historically we haven't been that great uh, with doing. Um, but you would hope with, with all these new guys coming in that, you know, that would uh, become a lot less stressful as a Manchester United fan. So you never know, you know, like uh, like um, like Ralph Rannick said a couple of years ago, it doesn't have to take two, three, four, five years. It can take 12 months. You know, you can, if you're getting good at, selling players and getting good at buying players, it can take, you know, 12, maybe 18 months. I mean, you look at Liverpool, for example. Liverpool had a dirt team with Klopp for the first year or two. And then all of a sudden, within 18 months, they, they bought Alisson, bought Salah, and they bought Van Dijk. And it changed them overnight, you know. So it doesn't have to take five, six, seven years. It really doesn't. Uh, Danny says, that's music to all United uh, fans' ears. Either you're good enough or there's the door. Great to hear. Um, uh, all I'm asking, uh, are you worried about his age? Well, look, I mean, he's, he's what, in his mid-70s, is he? He's a billionaire. They tend to, you know, live longer than us common folk. Uh, so look, let's see what happens. I don't know. Does he have children that he could leave it? To? I don't know. I, I I really don't know. George says about time. Um, Martin is in there as well. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, let's see what people are saying on TikTok here as well. Uh, Jack, don't be believing everything in the media. Ineos have a PR team who are pushing business value, says Dara. I, I'm not really sure where you're coming from, Dara, because... Like Omar Barada is a brilliant signing. I don't see that. I don't see the negativity there. I really don't. I mean, we're heavily linked with Dan Ash, uh, Ashford, so yeah. I, I mean, I don't see how it can't be a positive. Uh, do you think Man United will win on Sunday? I'm a Man United fan. My name is Daniel. Uh, Daniel, yeah. Well, look, yeah, we're we're playing away to uh, to a lower league opposition, so you'd hope we will be. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, it's players we need in the window, uh, closes in a couple of days. Uh, Aiden says, I think they will get rid of the Deadwood in the summer. Uh, Man will Man United sign anyone this week? And Sherlock, thanks for the follow. Much appreciated there as well. So getting on the transfers, guys. Um, and uh, yeah, look, I mean, it's... Uh, look... There's been some decent updates in relation to Manchester United. And the main one is around this. Uh, Manchester United prepared to lose £55 million uh, on flops uh, as Radcliffe offers two Red Devils to Saudi Pro League. Uh, and this is Jadon Sancho and Anthony. Um, according to reports, Manchester United are, are prepared to let two players leave uh, in cut price deals as they have been offered to the Saudi Pro League. Uh, the Red Devils have acted foolishly in the transfer market in recent years and uh, and of their major missteps, the signing of Anthony and Jaden Sancho have arguably, 
arguably been their worst. Uh, signed for around 155 million combined, Anthony 86 million and Sancho 73 million have not come close to living up to their expectations. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Sancho, meanwhile, yeah, blah, 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 read all of that. Uh, do, 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 do. A fresh report from the Evening Standard claims Sancho and Anthony have been offered uh, to clubs in the Saudi Pro League as Manchester United tried to recoup some of the £155 million they've spent on the wingers. The Red Devils are said to want around £50 million for each of Sancho and Anthony. Uh, now, look, um, Sancho and Anthony, again, these are the types of players that... Um, we need to we need to get off the books. We really do, you know, and try and get as much money in as possible. Now, couple of couple of issues here with this with this report. Uh, now, again, the Saudi Pro League is probably the only league that is going to pay that type of money, and I don't think even that they would be this foolish. Now, an awful lot depends on how Jaden Sancho gets on in Dortmund. Uh, for the remainder of the season and whether he actually plays well or not. Um, and I think, you you know, if he does have a good four or five months, whatever is left between now and the end of the season, um, I do think you could garnish around 50 million for Jaden Sancho. Uh, Anthony, on the other hand, I think you would be lucky to get probably half of that uh, for him. I really do think so. I mean, if you look at when Manchester United signed Anthony, uh, last summer, sorry, the summer before, we were quoted roughly around 35 million for him at the start of the summer. Manchester United delayed, went back with, with cap in hand, um, you know, at the very end of the transfer window, and we ended up paying 86 million pounds for him because Ajax had already sold three or four players in the transfer window and they couldn't afford to let anyone go. So we paid a high premium. Now, if he was valued at 35 million at Ajax, I don't see how his value has increased 15 million since he signed for Manchester United. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he's done basically nothing at the club. Uh, he scored against, like we said, Barcelona. That was the highlight of his Manchester United career so far. Um, look, I would love to see him, you know, really turn it around between now and the end of the season and, 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 I don't know, shows some glimmer of what that 86 million was for. But I don't blame Ten Hag for this. I Look, he was, an, he was an Eric Ten Hag signing. But I think if Anthony comes in for 30, 35 million, I don't think the pressure is anywhere as big on him as it is now. And again, it just goes back to the United of old and spending too much money on, on average players. Um, I think we'd be lucky to get 35 to 40 million for Anthony in the summer if he, if, if he is to be sold. Now, again, you know, we're talking about, you know, back here, one to two years uh, of, you know, players being allowed to, to stay at Manchester United um, without, you know, improving or, or showing their worth. Uh, and I think... Again, I go back and I, and and Ushin made a good point. Uh, what kind of power do Manchester United have? And the answer is none, because there is a there is a, a legal binding contract there between the club and Anthony. Now, if Anthony refuses to leave, then we're stuck with him. But 
I think it has to be, I think the mentality around Manchester United has to change, you know, and I think that comes from within the dressing room as well. Like if we're looking at Anthony and Sancho wanting to leave, or sorry, not wanting to leave, uh, but the club are looking to sell him, then I think you kind of have to say from within the dressing room, you know, you know, not that players are going to maybe look down on them, but they're going to say, oh, what the fuck are you still doing here? You know what I mean? You're not wanted. Just, you know, go play football somewhere else. You know, rather than just coming in and picking up a paycheck. And that has to be a mentality thing. And and I think that will come from, you know, players training hard, playing hard on a Sunday, winning games consistently. It will it will take time, but I, eventually it will come. Like if you look at Manchester United back in, you know, the early 2000s, for example, when we were steamrolling uh, through the Premier League and, you know, we're after winning a European Cup and so on and so forth. If a player came to Manchester United, let's take Diego Forlan, for example. He came to Manchester United. Manchester United decided after a couple of seasons, look, son, it's not working out for you. It's time to go. If he at that time said, no, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here. I'm getting good money here. I'm not leaving, blah, blah, blah. Could you imagine what Roy Keane would be like to him in the dressing room or Gary Neville or, you know, Paul Scholes, Ryan Giggs, all of these types of players. They'd just be going, what are you doing here? The club don't want you. You know what I mean? You're not part of the plans. Just leave. You know, now I'm I'm not, I'm not saying it would be as blunt as that in the dressing room, but he would probably have got them vibes. Nah, look, it's time for me to go, you know? Um, And I think that's what we have to get back to. As well, like if you look at Man City, for example, you know, they're steamrolling over the last three or four years. Um, If a player is deemed surplus to requirements at Manchester City, they're gone. It's as simple as that. Raheem Sterling, for example, you know what I mean? Gone. Uh, You know, uh, Gabriel Jesus, not Pep, not really feeling it, you know, time to go. You know, he was probably getting more money at Man City than he is at Arsenal, you know, and... Zinchenko is another one. You know, when it's time to go, it's time to go. And Manchester United need to get very cutthroat when it comes to these kind of decisions. And also, as fans, we have to get rid of this sentimentality. So, And I've been saying this an awful lot over the last few years. Um, we have to get rid of this sentimentality nonsense, you know, where you're getting guys that are supporting individual players more so than the actual club. You know, your your Cristiano Ronaldo lovers and your Jaden Sancho fanboys and so on and so forth. Marcus Rashford is another one. And I understand it tends to be the younger generation. Um, but, you know, we have to get rid of this sentimentality. If you're not good enough and you're not performing, just short and sweet, just pull off that band-aid quick. Time to go. Uh, and I do think Jaden Sancho and Anthony fall into that category. I think Maguire, McTominay fall into that category. Uh, Martial certainly falls into that category. Uh, and I think he could probably do something similar if you were looking to, if Ferran doesn't sign a new contract uh, on lower terms, then okay, bye-bye. Let him go on a free. Don't um, extend his contract. Maybe is it time to move Christian Eriksen on? Maybe get five to 10 million for him. We got him for free, so that would all be pure profit. Um, you know, do you move on one of the right backs? You know, remains to be seen. You know, do you move on Victor Lindelof? We give him a one-year contract extension, so he's here for another 18 months. But do we try and sell him this summer to get some money in the door? These are the types of decisions that Manchester United have to start getting right and getting correct. Uh, and if they do, the club will be much better for it. They really will. 
Let's see what people are saying here. Um, uh, Oshin says, Anthony is a max 20 mil player, bang average, check his passport, never a Brazilian, only playing, <laughs> only paying for one leg. Um, George says, I'd happily, I, I'd happily take it just to get gone. Uh, Danny says, Anthony is useless. He brings nothing to the club. The Premier League is, is too tough for him. Uh, he probably is the worst signing uh, in the club's history. He has to go. Um, let's see. United players have no mentality at the moment. Too easy to coast by there. Well, hopefully these types of people coming in in the background, Oshin, are going to start setting some good standards. And and let me tell you one thing: it will not take long for that to filter down through the squad. It really won't. Uh, George says, Jack, can you do a poll to see if people Ten Hag is the right man for the job? Okay. Um, let's do a poll. So. Uh, Eric Ten Hag. I think I know what this is going to be, but um, there we go. Have a vote on your poll. Uh, please do smash the like button as well, guys, if you haven't already done so. Uh, hit the thumbs up button for me. Helps it out. Helps us out an awful lot, uh, as you know. And do hit subscribe if you're new to the channel. If you're new, get into the chat as well on YouTube. Let us know that you're new and uh, we'll everybody will say hello. Um, let's see. Uh, if United follow the time to go philosophy, uh, there'll be sod all left there. Yeah, well, look, I mean, if there's sod all left, Oshin, it means we're getting money in the door, which means we can reinvest and start, you know, bringing in proper players, hopefully. Um, let's see. Uh, Martin says, is there any player in United that could be coached better? I don't... I'm not I, I don't understand the question, Martin. Um is there any player in United that could be coached better? I, I, I don't I don't get where you're coming from there. Like sh you know, should they be a lot better because of coaching or do they need more coaching? I don't know. Um let's see. Um, yeah, let's move it on, guys. Uh, I want to talk about another, uh, quite an interesting story there uh, today in relation to uh, a swap deal uh, that was proposed uh, by Manchester, or was proposed to Manchester United uh, by Inter Milan. Uh, and it's in relation to Aaron Wambasaka and uh, Dumfries, Denzel Dumfries. Manchester United have turned down a swap offer for Aaron Wambasaka. Um, so they've turned down a blockbuster swap deal uh, for right-back uh, Aaron Wambasaka, according to a report by The Sun. Uh, Charlie Waite reveals Inter Milan uh, have tabled an offer for Wambasaka, which could see Dutch fullback Denzel Dumfries head to Old Trafford in return. Uh, the reporter contends United have turned down the offer, however, describing the club as not interested in such a deal. Wambasaka recently had his contract extended as his current deal uh, had been set to expire at the end of the season. Instead, the club triggered an automatic one-year extension clause, uh, setting the new expiry date of June 2025. Uh, sources at Old Trafford indicate this move was motivated more by a wish to maintain Wambasaka's market value rather than any long-term belief in the right-back. Uh, in fact, it's believed United would be willing to uh, would be open to selling uh, the 26 role if a suitable offer arrives. Um, but yeah, so it, it's a strange one. It really is. I mean, Denzel Dumfries is is a fantastic right back. He really is. Uh, and he, I mean, would he be an upgrade on Aaron Mambasaka? 
in terms of the modern day fullback, you would probably say yes. Uh, in terms of an out and out defender, uh, you know, I love Aaron Wambasaka. Everybody knows that. Um, but it's, it's surprising to see that Manchester United are potentially open. Well, it's not surprising that we do know United are open to letting Wambasaka go. Uh, but when you get an offer like this for for the likes of a Denzel Dumfries, now I don't know, you know, potentially what the finances of the of the actual swap deal, you know, envisage. But, you know, did Inter Milan want a fee on top of the, you know, Arnold Mambasaka or whatever it may be? I, I'm not 100% sure. It does look like the right back area is an area that um, Manchester United are going to look to improve in the summer. Um, now, I don't think it's probably our, our number one concern. Uh, I think, you know, the spine of the team... Currently at Manchester United, there's a lot more important centre-back, centre-midfield, centre-forward. I think that has to be the priority in the summer. Uh, and then outside of that, you can look at maybe your wings uh, and maybe your right full option then as well. Um, but I think that would be secondary uh, to, to obviously the spine of the team. So, yeah, it's a strange one, but one that we will keep an eye on because uh, obviously, um, yeah, I mean, I don't want Darrow Wambasaka to leave, but I mean... Is he going to be, is Aaron Wambasaka going to be the right full for a title winning Manchester United team? I don't think so. And I have to be brutally honest. I love him. I love his defending. I love his mentality. He doesn't give out. He doesn't whinge and moan. He just puts in tackles, gets up and gets on with the game. Um, now he has his limitations. Of course he does. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I would, I would be, I would be uh, upset to see Aaron Wambasaka leave. I've said it before, I think Diogo Delo probably should be the one to go. I would like to see a right-back come in to be the number one right-back if that was to be a Dumfries or, a, you know, whoever it may be. Um, and then maybe Wan-Bissaka as your backup option. Uh, but again, he might want that either. So uh, let's see. Martin says, as in an arm around a player and get him to play better. Uh, well, th that has happened, Martin. You know, that happened with Jaden Sancho. Um you know, Ten Hag put his arm around him, uh, gave him as much time as he needed, gave him his space, sent him to Holland. I mean, you've seen him when he came back at Old Trafford, his first game back. Eric Ten Hag was standing on the touchline with his arm around him and the two of them were smiling. It was a lovely, lovely moment. Um, and Sancho never gave him enough back on the pitch or in training, supposedly. So, tough shit. You know what I mean? You lose out. You know, Ronaldo refused to come on. Walked out of the stadium, refused to come on twice, or no, refused to come on, walked out of the stadium twice. Um, yeah, and Ten Hag was like, you're not the future of Manchester United, it's time to go. And I was all about that because the club doesn't stop for anybody. No one player is bigger in the club, you know. Um, he is a very strict manager by all accounts. And I think this squad needs a dictator more so than a... And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who, you know, just didn't really have control of anything, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, Danny says, Aaron Mambasaka is a good player. I love him and I would like to see him stay. But if he wants to go, then we should accept his decision. And if he does, then he will be missed. Yeah, and look, I mean, I just said a, a few minutes ago, didn't I, that we have to get over the sentimentality uh, kind of side of, of uh, players. Uh, and, you know, if that's the case, then, you know, we just have to say thanks for everything. Aaron, thanks for that night in, in Paris where I think uh, Kylian Mbappe is still in his back pocket. Um, 
Aaron, thanks for the six months. Really appreciate the support as always. Uh, absolute legend. Uh, six months membership there. Anyone else wants to become an official member either, guys, the link is in the description of the video. You get some great extra content, uh, some perks as a channel member. You get to come on the screen live with us for all of our match reaction videos uh, after each game. So if it's something you are interested in, check out the link in the description as well. Uh, Aaron says, evening all uh, on late working here uh, in Brighton. Uh, close uh, the ground. Traffic's a nightmare. There we go, man. Stay safe. Um, I am also a member for nine months, says Jose. No, you're not because you don't have a badge beside your name, Jose. Um, let's see. Uh, but I do appreciate you subscribing, uh, as always. DJ's in. He says, yeah, I don't feel sorry for Sancho. Um, someone... Uh, tries to help you out during a tough mental point and you immediately turn your back on them uh, over one thing they said about you. That's his loyalty level. DJ, I love your I love your comments, man, because they always just hit the nail on the head. Absolutely spot on. Uh, Damien says, if Aaron Wan-Bissaka could cross a ball, uh, he'd be epic. Uh, as, he now, uh, as he is now, uh, he gets a nosebleed when he's crossed the halfway line. I think he's after improving an awful lot on his... Uh, the attacking side of his game since Ten Hag has come in. Um, but again, look, he still does have his limitations. You know, he really does. Uh, Chris says, uh, Barada will bring a policy uh, of if you don't perform in two seasons, you're gone. You're gone on. And that's the way it should be. Uh, Oshin with the 12 months as well. Absolute legend. It's been something. <laughs> it certainly has. It certainly has. Um... Let's see. Yeah, right. Let's move it on. Enough of that sentimentality. Shite. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about strikers, guys. Uh, and we do know Manchester United are in the market for one. Bayern Munich forward open to Manchester United switch. Now, we did mention this briefly on the morning news show this morning. Um, but uh, Bayern Munich want to keep Chupa Moting. Uh, they don't want to let him go on loan. However, um, if an offer comes in, they won't stand in his way. They would like to keep him, but his game time is severely limited, obviously, with uh, Harry Kane signing last summer. He is open to a move. Uh, Chupa Moting is. Uh, he would like to come to Manchester United. Again, we do know it's going to be a, it's going to be a short six-month lo six loan deal. Uh, and he's basically just waiting on Manchester United to make a move. Um, and I think Fabrizio Romano said today... Let me just have a look and see, um, can I find anything on it? I think he did mention something on it today. Plenty goal, um, Florian Plettenberg from Germany. Uh, he says he currently can't comment on any rumors, uh, so he hasn't really got any updates on it. Uh, in relation to Fabrizio Romano, he says, let me see, what does Fabrizio say on it? Um, no, I don't think he says anything on it. Well, let me see now. No, I don't think he mentions that on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, look... The, the, the striking options at Manchester United are so limited at the moment that, you know, we, we have to get somebody in. Um, we just do. Uh, for, you know, and I, and I see, you know, I see what you're saying in the group there, guys. Um, 
you know, Oshin is saying no for uh, two promoting uh, another Veghorst, a Gallo in the making. And and I, I don't disagree with you, Oshin. I really don't. But I think we are so desperate for a striker at the moment. I would rather have two promoting than, than Anthony Martial. I really would. Because Anthony Martial just can't stay fit or put a run of games together. I think if Chupa Moting comes in, he's coming in as a backup to um, Rasmus Hyland. Now, Rasmus Hyland, we can't expect him to play 90% of the games between now and the end of the season. You know what I mean? He has to be able to be given a rest. Uh, and I think that's what Chupa Moting would come, would come in and do. Uh, and I know it's only a short-term deal, and I know it's not a, a big name that you would want to potentially, you know, you want to see more, you know, established footballers coming in. But look, I mean, he's at Bayern Munich. He, he's, in the, he's in the autumn of his career, you would say. Um, and look, I, I, I would take him over you know, having Anthony Martial as our backup. Now, there has been other links with Manchester United, uh, and Brian Brobby uh, from Ajax has been another one that's been linked with Manchester United uh, over the past few days. Now, he's thrown some cold water on it. In response to rumours uh, that he will be joining Manchester United, uh, Brobby says uh, that he will remain at Ajax in the era divisi. Uh, last week, Sky Germany reported that Man United manager Eric Ten Hag identified the Holland International as one of a two-man transfer priority list that also included uh, Xerxes, uh, the Bologna striker. Uh, when Bobby was 18, blah, 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 after we bought him to the table, blah, 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 uh, he goes on to say, I don't know anything. Uh, I've also seen it in the news. I'm staying in Amsterdam. Uh, can they come back in the summer? Who knows? I have no contact with Eric Ten Hag. We used to text sometimes, but Eric has enough uh, on his mind, and I have a new number. Um, yeah, so another uh, link that has been doused in cold water, you would have to say. Uh, it, look, it has to be the case that United get a striker in this in this transfer window. We just have to get one. Now, I, I, I presume the January transfer window is closing on the 31st, which will be a week on Wednesday. So we've got nine days to get a striker into the club or you can kiss any hope of getting top. Now, I think it's going to be nearly impossible to get top four as it stands, but um, you could kiss that goodbye, I think, um, if we don't get a striker in between now and then. Uh, let's see what people are saying. Uh, Bayern is becoming Brexit Munich, uh, dire and now Trippier rumours. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, again, it comes back down to, you know, they they spend a certain amount in the summer. You know, they can't. It's just the price of players has just gone too high, man. And even the big clubs are are are, are afraid of, of FFP. Uh, Chris says, great morning news show, by the way. Appreciate it, Chris. Yeah, guys, anybody who hasn't checked it out, uh, we do a morning news show every morning at uh, at 10 o'clock. Uh, just snippets of the of the paper talk all of the morning news. Um, it's pre-recorded as well. So give it a watch on your lunch break every day if you can. Smash a like on the video and get some comments in as well. Let me know what you think of everything we talk about. But uh, there's a morning news show every week there at 10 a.m. Oshin says, uh, no on Chupomo. Oh, yeah, we read that one. Sorry. Uh, Danny says, we badly need to bring in another striker, but this month, not the summer, because Rasmus is getting asked too much. He's only 20. He needs someone to help him out. Uh, let's hope we bring someone in. I don't think we will do it, says Chris. Uh, Niall says, evening, lads, just in. Uh, can you start again, Jack? Just rewind. Just rewind. You can re rewind all the way back to the start, Niall. Um, 
Martial versus Chupamoting. Uh, you'll win every argument using common sense. Why not give you the chance? Yeah, well, it does look like Dan Gore is going to be uh, loaned out this week as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think maybe Chupamoting, while I don't think he would... You know, I don't think he's going to come in and score 20 goals between now and the end of the season. I think he would be a good counterbalance from old and young, you know, with Rasmus Highland. Um, but yeah, we're clutching our straws, aren't we? Chris says, I hope we can get you promoting to get Martial away from the field. Uh, I would rather have Jonathan David over Brobby. A uh, new board will stop Eric Ten Hag from raiding Holland. Uh, and Damien says, too much pressure on Rasmus. He definitely needs help. Martial on a six sort again so he can get to the end of the season. Yeah, I know. I know, it'll break your heart, wouldn't it? Um, that's it, guys. Uh, another uh, interesting transfer talk show. Uh, I really appreciate you watching. Uh, if you haven't already done so, please do hit the uh, thumbs up button because uh, it helps the channel out an awful lot. Please, please do. Uh, hit the subscribe button if you're new as well, guys. Like I said, we're on the road to uh, eight, 7,000 subscribers. We're going to try and hit 10,000 before the end of the season. So keep smashing that subscribe button if you're new. Anybody watching on TikTok as well, sorry I didn't get to your comments. We tend to prioritize the YouTube comments. If you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, link is on my homepage up the top here. Click the link, hit subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'll be back again in the morning, guys, like I said, at 10 a.m. with the morning news show. Make sure you're giving it a watch. Uh, give it a thumbs up. Help out the algorithm. Comment, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, enjoy the show. Great interaction in the chat as always. Uh, keep it up because, uh, yeah, it would be a very boring show if it was just me here talking nonsense for 45 minutes, 50 minutes. So uh, thanks for watching, guys. Appreciate it. And I'll chat to you tomorrow. Take it easy.